0: Hey, this is the Rev. Russell. Thanks for uh, tuning in to our podcast. Just quick before you, you listen, we are starting our House of Mercy Pledge Drive 2023. And we've determined that if everybody increased their pledge by $34 a month, the financial chasm that opened up during COVID uh, would get erased. So that's why we say $35, $34 gets you a lot. Debbie, tell them what they get.
1: Well, for $34, you get a Peace Star hat. What? Yeah, and you get a House of Mercy Classic Diner Mug.
0: Come on.
1: And you get Peace Star stickers.
0: Dang. Okay, well, if you want to pledge or increase your pledge by $34, go to houseofmercy.org. And now, the service.
2: from all around from near and from far
0: divided within itself cannot understand, or, no, um, a divided nation cannot stand itself, or uh, I can't face the nation.
1: Thanks for coming out on this cold winter evening. Is it winter? feels like it. I mean. Not technically. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for being here, and if you're live-streaming, thanks for live-streaming and listening to the podcast, we're happy that you are part of this community.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: Let's say hello to the grand old grievous angel band. Yeah,
0: let's see. We are
2: singing for the saved, and we are dancing for the damned, we are the grand old grievous
0: Sounds so good.
1: Are you gonna invite people to your house?
0: No, I wasn't planning. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, Jeannie and I would love for you to after church to all come over to our house, uh, and uh, we're it's, we're having a party, and uh, there's uh, drinks and uh, appetizers and um, some of the best darn fellowship you're ever gonna have. <laughs> And that's so, everyone, kids and... Everybody, yo, everybody, all the kids, people you meet on the way there. Um, if you don't know the address, if you didn't get it in the newsletter, um, there's some poorly photocopied uh, little piece of paper back there with my address on it.
1: In a very, very small print.
0: And also hard to read.
1: What is your address? Do you want to give it out or is that like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 1277 Hag Avenue. Twelve. I won't do the whole thing, but twelve seventy-seven Hag Avenue.
1: No, do the whole thing.
0: <laughs> I can't. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Don't do.
0: Okay. It. There's twelve disciples. Okay. Um, the twelve tribes of Israel. You can remember twelve seventy-seven is uh, the perfect number, the number of God, and how many times will be forgiveness. So. Yeah. And so plus Russell forget. Rathbun seven letters in Russell seven letters in Rathbun, twelve seventy-seven.
1: You'll never forget it. Although I've forgotten it like five times. <laughs> um, hey, you know, the new church year starts the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and this year at House of Mercy, we're going to have a spiritual practice year. Um, that will mean we're going to center our sermons and our activities and our studies on spiritual practice. It's, it's, the, these times and these days in the life of the world, we need a practice. It's not easy to live in a non-reactionary, merciful way, so we're going to work on that.
0: Takes practice. Yeah,
1: it takes practice. And part of that next Sunday after church we're going to be building like house altars that you can there'll be prayer cards and a candle you can light. We're going to have all the materials you'll need, all the instructions. You can use that during Advent and the rest of the spiritual practice year we'll periodically supply you with prayer cards to use in your altar. So next Sunday after church
0: Yeah, just stay after church and uh, build an altar. Yeah. All right.
1: This is the House of Mercy, and welcome to it. prayer of invocation. God of mercy, however it is that you are present, help us recognize it in the molecules that surround us in creation and the love of the community with us one way or the other. Help us know it and feel loved, forgiven, embraced, okay to be who we are. May the mercy spread inside us and spill out of us and make at least some little bit of difference in the world. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. Let's pass the peace.
2: Have you shared the good news of the Lord today? Have you shown a lost soul how to find the way to thee? house of mercy where the people pray to the prince of peace have you shared the love of the good lord today have you shown someone that anyone can pray in the name of jesus and walk in the way of the prince of peace Oh, I want to be part of the plan To prepare for the sweet promised land If I can Have you shared the good word with your friend today? Have you? Shown your enemy the Christian way to look more like Jesus and to pray always to the Prince of. Whoa. sweet promised land if i can have you let your little light shine bright today have you lent your voice to rejoice us praise in the name of jesus yes he is the way he is of today? Have you shown a lost soul how to find the way to the house of mercy where the people pray to the Prince of Singing for the saved And we are Dancing for the damned We are the Grand old grievous Angel band Brothers best be brave Come on sisters stand We are the Grand old grievous Angel band Beware the devil comes A-calling every day Looking to lure you From the lamp that lights the way into the darkness where despair demands you stay too proud to pray but we are singing for the saved we are dancing for the damned we are the grand old grievous angel band brothers best be brave come on sisters stand we are the Grand, oh gravest angel And behold, the Son of God is coming this way A champion to fight for us on Judgment Day In Christ the sinners are saints Divine love don't play In peace we pray And we keep singing for the saved, and we keep dancing for the damned. We are the grand old Grievous Angel band. Brothers, best be brave. Come on, sisters, stand. We are the grand old Grievous Angel band. Hosanna! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hey. We are all welcome to walk with the word always the lord has mercy for the ones who go astray come home and pray we will be singing for the saved and we'll be dancing for the damned we are the grand old grievous angel band. brothers best be brave come on sister stand we are the grand old grievous angel band and we are singing for the saved and we are dancing for the damned we are the grand old grievous angel band brothers best be brave come on sisters, stand we are the grand old grievous
1: to join me now in the prayers of community let's pray God of mercy we pray for this world all of it for rivers and oceans and trees we pray for our enemies people who don't like us or trust us and who we don't like help us see the other side to let go of trying to believe in our own righteousness, at least for moments, in whatever conflict. Instead of hard certainty, give us empathy. Instead of clear division, make us open to our common humanity. Make us lovers instead of judges. And help us not to follow the leaders of the world, but to be guided by your spirit, which is radically inclusive and merciful and leveling and healing. God, in your mercy, God, in mercy, we pray for those faced with the task of governing. It must be hard, I can't imagine. We pray for our governors, senators, representatives, that they will be open to questioning, honest as they can be. We pray that they will grow in their capacity for doing justice for all. Give them strength and give them mercy. God, in your mercy, As we go deeper into the darkest days of the year, help us find warmth and light, keep depression at bay, let us soak in the little sun we can find, if we can find it, God in your mercy. Help us not be terrified though nation rises against nation, though there are wars and insurrections, though there are famines, plagues, and dreadful portends. If it is true that by our endurance we will gain our souls, give us great capacity for endurance. Grow, strengthen our souls. We pray this for ourselves, and for the next generation, and for people in Ukraine, and island nations, in Pakistan, and everywhere the climate crisis consumes. God, in your mercy, we pray for those who are suffering, so many all over the world, and for those in our midst. We pray that those who are sick might find healing and rest and comfortable places to lie down. And people who care for them as well. We pray that those who are sad will find moments of joy. Life is full of suffering. We pray that you will ease the severity. And we even pray that you will bring it to an end. God, in your mercy, help us bring to mind all those for whom we need to pray and our confessions and longings and gratitude as we pause for silence. You love us and forgive us. Help us live in the mercy. Amen.
3: Tonight's reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 to 19. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this they will seize you, and they will persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. You will be brought before kings and governors, all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, by brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you shall win life. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Jesus had been walking for four days by the time she reached the Iowa border. She'd never done anything like this, walked this far completely out of touch with the digitally mediated world. She had no global positioning satellite tracking her. She had no alarms set to tell her when she'd been walking an hour or 20 minutes. No apps to tell her her speed or how many steps, no badges, no rewards. Nothing was unlocked, no level was gained. She was just walking. The sun came up. The sun was high and hot. The sun went down. When she was tired, she slept. When she was hungry, she ate, but mostly she kept walking. She had an old-fashioned gas station map of the US highways and and interstate system, and that was all. She would travel on the Avenue of the Saints, a fairly recent designation for Highway 61, which connected St. Paul to St. Louis. It seemed an odd, if not mundane, connection to celebrate with highway signage, but Jesus had always been a fan of both the odd and the mundane, so it made her smile every time one of the signs came into view. It usually just took her some 20 minutes before she was right on it, and then just a second to step beyond it. Jesus figured the whole trip would take about 21 days of walking. 16 to St. Louis, and then maybe five more where she turned off to get to Wilson's Creek. It felt good to put one booted foot down on the solid earth in front of the other. She felt strong marching south across the face of the earth, kicking up dust, bending flat, tall grass, sending rocks skittering in front of her sure-footed steps. In the American Civil War, Missouri was a border state that sent men, armies, generals, and supplies to both opposing sides. Had its star on both flags, had separate governments representing each side, and endured a neighbor-against-neighbor interstate war within the larger national war. By the end of the Civil War, Missouri had supplied nearly 110,000 troops to the Union and at least 30,000 troops to the Confederate Army, and additional bands of pro-Confederate guerrillas. There were battles and skirmishes in every area of the state, from Iowa and the Illinois border, in the northeast to the edge of the state in the southeast and southwest on the Arkansas border. Counting minor engagements, actions, and skirmishes, Missouri saw over 1,200 distinct fights. Only Virginia and Tennessee exceeded Missouri in the number of clashes within the state's boundaries. While the largest battle west of the Mississippi River was the Battle of Westport at Kansas City, Missouri, in 1864, the first major Civil War battle west of the Mississippi River was on August 10, 1861, at Wilson's Creek, Missouri. It was easier walking through the rural stretches, which was most of it, but the suburbs and the larger cities didn't carry the same kind of sadness that the small rural towns did. There was a kind of desperate boredom or resigned claustrophobia in those two, four, 16-block small downtowns, grand banks and churches, darkened by moisture and deferred maintenance, boarded up storefronts forgotten by strip malls dropped on the edge of town, anchored now by Casey's and CVS, gas and prescriptions mostly being what people needed to keep going. The cities in the suburbs of St. Louis and St. Paul had their sadness too, but it seemed more alive, more active, an anger both righteous and misdirected. It was all these desperations, all these alienations that she meant to address, to heal. Jesus didn't feel responsible, she felt possible. Jesus didn't feel overwhelmed, she felt grateful. It was something that she could do, something she was compelled to do. It wasn't even something she decided to do, like in the beginning. It wasn't a decision, it was just what came about. It was the next step in creation. And she knew from the beginning that right after the beginning was the next thing, the recreation. And now it was time for that. Jesus shrugged her backpack up a little higher on her shoulders and quickened her pace. The Battle of Wilson's Creek was the first major battle of the Trans-Mississippi Theater of the American Civil War, fought on August 10, 1861, between federal forces and the Missouri State Guard. At the beginning of the war, Missouri had maintained an official neutral status. However, its governor, Claiborne Fox Jackson, began to work with the Confederacy to bring Missouri out of the Union by purchasing arms from and fighting alongside Confederate troops. The two sides repeatedly skirmished, most notably in the Camp Jackson affair, the Battle of Boonville, and the Battle of Carthage. Jackson's support for secession resulted in his removal by a constitutional convention in July. Jackson refused to accept the maneuver as valid and continued to act as governor of Missouri. In early August 1861, Confederates, under the command of Brigadier General uh, McCuth and the Missouri State Guard troops, under the command of Major General Price, approached General Nathan Lyon's army of the West Both sides formulated plans to attack the other. At about 5 a.m. on August 10th, Lyon attacked the Confederates on Wilson's Creek. Confederate cavalry received the first blows and retreated from the high attack, which ended at 11 a.m. The higher ground later became known as Blood Hill. Following the third Confederate attack, the Union withdrew. When the Sturgis realized that his men were exhausted and lacking ammunition, he ordered them to retreat to Springfield. Although the state remained in the Union for the remainder of the war, the Battle of Wilson's Creek effectively gave the Confederates control of southwestern Mississippi. Today, the National Park Services operates Wilson Creek's National Battlefield on the site of the original conflict. The casualties were about equal on both sides. Around 1,317 Union and 1,230 Confederate, Missourian, and Arkansas soldiers were either killed, wounded, or captured. Though the Confederate Confederate forces won the field, they were unable to pursue the retreating Union forces. The Confederate and Arkansas forces eventually withdrew from the state Leaving not a peace or granting a victory, but leaving a wound, a gash cut deep in across the ribs of Missouri, below the heart, but through its middle. A cut that, while healed over, still seemed to fester and roil, two sides never completely closing up, the wound leaving a scar like a valley between two ropey, low mountain ranges. Jesus had found a number for him easily, and almost, he almost seemed to expect what she was proposing. With no great emotion or consideration, he told her to come on and gave Jesus the address, just on the edge of Wilson's Creek on the other side of Blood Hill. She'd studied as much as she could before she set out. She watched YouTube videos of similar procedures, Though nothing was quite like it she was able to get the instruments and accoutrements to keep most things everything mostly sterile although she had nothing for pain but she never did he wouldn't ask for any either she was sure it was not dark yet but it was getting there by the time she found his place It was nothing more than a shack on a little rise at the end of a long dirt driveway. There were no lights on, but she didn't expect there would be electricity or plumbing. It was from a different time. Jesus jumped the three steps onto the porch, pulled open the screen door, holding it open with her foot. She put her hand on the doorknob, turned it easily, opened the door and went in, letting the screen door slam behind her. She had felt no need to knock or call out. Jesus knew he would be there, and he was expecting her. They exchanged half-smiles and deep, kind-eyed looks. Neither of them said anything. But this was not really a situation that called for vocalization. The word is spoken in the darkness, in silence. She raised her eyebrows with another quick half-smile. He nodded and took off his shirt. He laid down on the bed, and she put her backpack on the small wooden table. She unzipped it and took out what she needed. She unrolled a white towel and laid everything out. She had always planned to make his incision first. That way, she had the best chance of not losing too much blood when she cut into her own side. Jesus acted without hesitation. She poured alcohol liberally on his right side, the right side of his torso and wiped off the excess with a wad of gauze. She picked up the scalpel and cut sure-handedly through the skin and then the muscle layer. She used the spreaders to hold back the skin and muscle, exposing the ribs. She staunched the bleeding with gauze until she could see the space where the rib was missing. She quickly pulled off her own shirt cleaned the area with alcohol, and then made the same incision on her right side. The blood and the pain were overwhelming. Her eyes darkened. It was impossible to see anything from her position, so she felt inside the incision with the fingers of her left hand. When Jesus found the rib she wanted, she traced it around almost to her back. She picked up the pruning clippers that she had brought with her and found the place just behind where her left fingers held the rib. She pushed the tips of the two blades between the spaces on either side of the rib, and then she pushed the tool in as far as she could until she felt the rib right up against where the two blades crossed. She squeezed the handles together as hard as she could until she felt a little give, and then a snap. And then the rib came off. Blood and water flowed from her side. She quickly pulled it free of her torso and then pushed it into the empty place in his rib cage. She sewed him up quickly and carelessly and then did the same to her side. Jesus cleaned up as much as the blood as she could without water. She left the tools, she threw on her backpack, they exchanged one more look, deep and understanding, communicating nothing beyond, this is, this is. Jesus was almost skipping by the time she reached the end of the dirt drive, smiling and feeling that empty place in her side, not empty like something was missing, but an openness for what could be. Jesus had no regrets about the original creation. It was just a story that didn't seem to be very helpful anymore. And now there is this recreation story. This is my body, she thought, given for the forgiveness of all sin, reconciled that every living creation might be reconciled. And the thought of this with the thought of this, she let out a whoop. And Jesus jumped into the air in a little dancing-a-jig kind of move. And when she came down, she winced at the pain and then walked on, wondering what could possibly happen now.
2: Crying holy unto the Lord, crying holy. the Lord On that day when the bells don't toll, crying holy unto the Lord Crying holy unto the Lord Crying holy unto the Lord Oh, if I could I surely would stand on the rock where moses stood sinners run unto the lord sinners run unto the lord now please don't let this parable pass and lose your soul at last crying holy unto the lord crying holy to the Lord. Oh, if I could, I surely would stand on the rock where Moses stood, crying holy unto the Lord. Crying holy unto the Lord. See, four and twenty. There's bowing all around the altar Crying holy unto the Lord Crying holy unto the Lord Crying holy "Holy unto the Lord